This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, ready to talk geeky things with you this evening. Uh, first of all, we have with us from Studio C in the Big D of Dormont, PA. It's a gadget guru, big budget international. What the hell? The Big Bank International Esquire. John Chichilla is with us. Sir, you just make up something new. Big, big Bubba's Fish Company. Big Bubba's Fish Company. <laughs> well, it'll be like it'll be like the intro to Simpsons. It'll be something new every yes. week. Yes, yeah, exactly. What's up? Where we do? What's our couch gimmick for this week? It's whatever I blurt out when I'm trying to not actually <laughs> say your employer. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, no, hey, good to back. Have you back on, sir? It's good to be back. Happy to be here. Well, hopefully, we, I can, hopefully, I can continue to make consecutive shows over and over absolutely and also uh back with us uh over at the iphoneography podcast please go check that out uh, is dave ponder joining us again thanks sir thanks for having me on uh, i mean admittedly i'm not the quite i'm not quite the streaker chilla is <laughs> i have intermittent streaking <laughs> but i try I, i'm a streaker oh the streak of the show no, no, the streak of the show he, running around he got making. worried for a second there <laughs> is what happened uh, Did so, those videos leak? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, your phone's been hacked. Um, and we got a special guest with us. Uh, a videographer that helped me out on a great MMA show with Showcase M- MMA on uh, Spectation Sports Channel. Uh, uh, in uh, where the heck were we? Kingsport, Tennessee. Yeah, that King, we were. Kings, the uh, illustrious large, large town of Kingsport, uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, who, by the way, if you're not on video, uh, he he may be putting Chilla's 4K camera look to shame with this <laughs> setup right now. Miles Le- Levrio joining us now. Like you got, look at this. Like, are you running a DSLR or something, or is that I, the Zoom? Uh, yeah, you pay fifteen hundred dollars for the DSLR. You have to use it for something. That's so. right. So that's awesome. Thanks now. Yeah, now you. We'll get into it a little bit, but you you did a project on the trip. Uh, down in Tennessee this past week and that we're going to talk about here. Uh, so I'm really excited. And that's why that's why we got Dave on and, and chill some photography guys. So I'm going to let you guys uh, uh, geek out over that here uh, during the awesome things of the week. But thanks for joining us. Yep, happy to be here. So let's get some business done. First of all, if uh, you have not checked us out before, please go check out everything on awesomecast.com, awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com. If you want to get at us, tweet us at uh, the awesomecast Twitter page, uh, Facebook page, and group for the awesomecast. And we are live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Facebook, on the YouTube page for awesomecast, and the Sorgatron Media Twitch page. However, you would like to view the show. Please also subscribe to the podcast. Look for awesomecast on your favorite podcast provider, or you can sign up for the or subscribe to to the Sorgatron Media Master Feed that has this and several other uh, podcasts coming from the Sorgatron Media Network, including the Wrestling Mayhem Show, Comic Book Pit, and our buddies, our D&D buddies over at the uh, Bardic Mystery Tour when they're having episodes up. And a big shout-out to our friends at PostIndustrial.com uh, sharing the awesomeness. Also, shouts to our Patreon providers, I'm sorry, Patreon supporters at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Our friends at the Coffee Club, Matt Weller, John DeGore, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, Scott McTaggart, and Mike Pound. And our friends at the Fan of the Show level, Michael Fedor, PGSMuseums.org, Professor Buzzkill, and, hey, Dave, Dave Potter's here. So, and a supporter as well. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining, uh, for supporting the show, helping the Lily keep the lights on, keep the servers up for this podcast um, as we go. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. Uh, Let's, uh, well, let's hit up you. You got some hard news here, it looks like, uh, Dave. Yeah, uh, well, there's, uh, believe it or not, there's still auto shows going on. What? I, I know it's hard to believe. And the big push is electric. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just one or two or Teslas. uh, Nothing wrong against Teslas. Okay, I'll say this. Nothing against Teslas per se. But they're an outlier, right? 
they're a bit of an outlier and they're not cheap. Right. And for me, you know, you're looking at the cheapest Tesla being at least 40,000. I know that, and they're, they're past the, the tax rebates. But that, that's still that that still isn't cash back in your money. That's right. tax rebates, which isn't exactly the same. Right. Um, so for me, you know, Teslas are great. They're, they are starting to expand down, but they're still $40,000. So even the cheapest um, electric, you know, the smaller ones like the Hyundai Kona type things or the smaller ones, they're still thirty five. I thought $33,000, right? Which, you know, that to me, you're getting into serious, serious, and that's the low end serious money to get to electric vehicle. You can't get to the masses unless you get into the mid to lower 20s. And that's where a lot of hybrids are now. You know, you can actually get a hybrid for mid 20. And the one company that's kind of been missing with. A pure electric, not hybrid electric, but pure electric uh, uh, is Toyota. Because Hyundai, Kia, they're going big. Ford's going big mm-hmm. with the F-150. Uh, GM's starting to get big into it. But Toyota announced that they're going to spend $13 billion over the next five, over the next nine years on electric vehicles. And specifically, battery technology. So that to me is a big deal when you get a company like Toyota that's not just we're going to buy batteries off of supplier A or supplier B, but they're going to, I'm guessing, invest in their own technology. Uh, They mentioned about more going the solid state versus liquid. It's kind of weird to think of lithium ion batteries as liquid, but it is a liquid in there. It's not truly a solid state battery. Kind of going back to high school chemistry. Um, so the fact that they're investing this much money and they're trying, you see a lot of these car, a lot of car companies, not just one or two, going into now whether they can do it or not, we'll see whether this is CEO level talk or they have actually talked to any engineers who say this is doable or not. But they're talking about going and saying, we're going to have all electric fleets or 50% electric fleets in the next 10 years. That, and then Toyota pushing this out by 2030. Now, admittedly, someone puts R&D into something, you know, it's gonna take five years, 10 years maybe for it to go mass, mass market. But the start of it is trying to figure out, you know, how to make these batteries smaller where you can charge them quicker and you need basic R&D for that. And this is a good hunk of money by Toyota. And and the fact that so many are going into it means somebody's going to figure out this thing, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So it isn't just a company doing this or even a consortium of companies where, but it's everyone hitting it from all different angles. So that, that to me, and honestly, I actually saw someone post a kind of a, I don't want to call it a counterfactual, but kind of a counterfactual. Imagine if we had electric vehicles, because in the very, very beginning, you know, in the early 1900s, there were battery cars and there were gas cars. Mm-hmm. And there was not one really dominant over the other in the very beginning. It's more of the battery technology couldn't keep up with how good the internal combustion engine was for producing you know, for a certain amount of fuel that you're carrying, how far you can go. But imagine now saying you're used to, let's say, charging at home every day. Your vehicle, for, for most people, you know, um, even if you drive 100 miles in a day, you know, that, that's a long distance for most people for one day. And most of these electric cars can get two, 300 plus miles. You're saying, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to have you store this flammable liquid (laughs) and you're going to ride around with it. And every so often you're going to have to stop and pay someone to get this refill of this liquid that actually probably comes from halfway around the world and puts out all this pollution to go from in the ground to in your vehicle. 
and what comes out the end of the car isn't exactly good for you either. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if you come to it from not, it's something we've all had. It's a different thought process. So, like I said, seeing this and just having these batteries, I can see Toy, and they mentioned this too, but you know, Toyota could say, well, this is going to be great for EVs, but we still have people who want the safety net of a gas vehicle. Well, that's your hybrid or your plug-in hybrids. So if they can make the batteries cheaper and put in their hybrids and small, maybe smaller and more efficient, those same batteries will work for, let's say, a plug-in, a hybrid, and an electric vehicle. And Toyota has a pretty good back, uh, pretty good track record with dealing with hybrids. Since they were the kind, of, they weren't the first ones out. I know Honda, the original original Honda Insight was the first mass production hybrid. Way back, they beat they they, they beat the Prius by, I think, at less than half a year. But the Prius is what caught on. Mm-hmm. And Toyota. I'm sorry. The, the Honda looked like a mini spaceship. It was all weird with the oh uh, yeah like the the tires covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can almost tell Honda let all the engineers go at it <laughs> and didn't ask any of their designers. Does it would anyone buy this thing? <laughs> well, that's like that, that's kind of the concept. That's as that's the concept car level, right? Like like when they're doing yeah. that kind of thing, and it'll get pretty crazy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, it's good to see. Um, I don't know if I landed on. It. I was trying to see if I don't know. I found a Honda electric vehicle. I don't think this is the one you were talking about. This looks this looks pretty standard right here. So, but I um, remember the the one of the first all electrics, and I don't know where it came in amongst the the competitors, but the Nissan Leaf was another huge one, mm-hmm. all electric. But the one thing that did turn me off about that is it was, I think. The one of the first gens was only 130 miles per charge, and that's not that's not bad. I mean, by all means, most of my days I'm never going that far, but I'd be stretching it for going to visit family members in certain other states and certain distances, and then mm-hmm. you offset that with rental. Do you try to? I, I like the idea of the hybrid, or you know, if they could get it well over. Even like, look at like family vacations, things like that. I don't know. That, that's where that's where it makes me nervous. Or do you just build in to your trip? Hey, I'm going to stop and have dinner at this place and hope I can get enough charge to get me the rest of the way. Yeah, and, and you you do see garages and everything that, that like there's there's as you travel, I've noticed that there are more places that kind of say, and we have EV charging, right? So for exactly mm-hmm. that kind of thing, whether it be like tourist, you know, tourist traps and things like that are starting to get a little smarter with that. At least, like, I guess to kind of the higher end tourist traps of sorts. I don't think you're going to get this in the middle of the desert in New Mexico, you know, at the, the you know the, the Route 66 store. But you know, um, but it's it's possible. So I'll be interested to see how that develops. Now, good to see that more is going into it too. So, mm-hmm. uh, Chilla, tell me what Microsoft's up to. So I was surprised to see this. So Microsoft announced they're buying a company called ClipChamp. And ClipChamp specializes in lightweight video editing. Okay. Um, And it's all based actually on the simplicity of a web app, which we've kind of talked about this before. I think with Microsoft, with its, you know, when you think of where they've gone with Xbox and streaming and everything along those lines, they could probably back end this to make it work pretty well. I wouldn't say from the looks of it, and I didn't get to test this because I just read this this afternoon. Um, There is a free version of the tool out there. um, And right on there, it's clipchamp.com. There's a free version. I think you can only export in 480p, Mm. um, but it is free. And then it starts as low as $9 a month, which gives you unlimited video exports, 720 It'll actually, they'll actually do cloud media backup and then they provide unlimited audio stock. You can go all the way up into their business platinum, which gives you 1080p exports, um, the cloud media backup, unlimited audio stock and video stock as well as custom branding. So it's almost like you could maybe become your own um, YouTube, uh, depending on what that backup looks like and how you may be able to replay. 
Um, one of the things that I thought was pretty cool is all the platforms offer, you know, bringing in your own assets, basic editing, webcam recording, screen recording. Um, so you're you're getting a lot of the the basics in there. Um, where I think this is going to go, I think this is going after your iMovie type, and I, I still feel like the Windows platform doesn't have really anything like this. That's that's just out of the box, and I'm sure, you know, based on the monthly cost, is this just going to be kind of a, hey, you get the nine dollar a month feature with Office if you're if you're the M if you're subscribing to Office online. Um, because they are raising that price next year. This to me, they keep adding more to that platform without a price hike. I know people; some people were upset. Stockholders definitely weren't with the with the up up in price from for Office three sixty five, um, Home, and I can't remember what the other premium it is. Um, our family, but I don't know. They could they could probably easily add this on for free and and keep keep and maybe even gain some additional people. The cool thing too that I saw, and I haven't played around, I, like I said, I haven't played around with it, um, but there's some kind of collaborative mm-hmm. editing feature. So Sorg, I know you've talked about, hey, I wish I could you know, provide someone an out of the box, you know, XYZ virtual machine or whatever. Maybe this kind of gets you to that point too, where it's, you don't need the virtual machine. You can just, Everyone can co-author, almost like editing simultaneously editing a uh, Google Doc. Yeah, I, like I'm looking. It seems like it's it's more or less geared towards kind of the social media videos uh, for the looks of things. And, and if you're on audio, uh, you didn't see that uh, on video. I completely signed up, signed in, signed up to the free version, and I'm now in a project that from a template. Again, it looks like kind of like a square. It's still kind of importing. I'm on kind of a slower. Uh, fourth gen i5 on this computer but it loaded i mean other than kind of the assets downloading and it's doing this importing thing right now but it's pretty slick pretty straightforward it looks like you have a lot of tools here uh for recording text as stock images and stock videos look like they're uh included in this uh interface like this is nice this is nice to just be like hey just do some quick videos for social media here you go yeah we're we're doing something similar with that actually lately with uh, Adobe Spark, um, using using that because that's where we make a lot of our graphics, and uh, we started sharing that over with and collaborating over on Just Pro Wrestling News podcast with them. That's worked out really well lately. Um, so, like between that and I know Canva's become a big thing on the graphic side, right? Like this this seems to fit right into that kind of thing. And even and now now I'm looking. This is interesting. Like there is some. Uh, looks like like there's a little dude here that you can chroma key in or something like that. Add to the timeline. You have a lot of options here of just like a person in a hard hat and a coat, uh, kind of standing there and workers and things like that, kind of walking in. So like, there's a lot. This immediately, this looks like it has a lot to it. I can't say that we're gonna edit like a professional project on this, but for like kind of simple, hey, throw together some you know some assets for for social. Like it feels like it makes a ton of sense. For somebody that is doesn't like know a Premiere or Final Cut or Resolve or anything like that, right? So, my, Miles, as a video professional, a little bit of you're seeing of this here. I don't know if you're pulling it up on your side. What do you think of something like this? It's it's interesting, and I, I like you were just talking about. I've used uh, Adobe uh, Spark, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So Adobe Spark. I've used a couple of those like lightweight editors, and they're they're great. I mean. In terms of like how I feel about it as a videographer, I, I don't think that anybody's worried about, you know, these things like, you know, eliminating jobs or something like that. But I, I think it's a cool, uh, it's definitely, I mean, if it's, if it's got a lot of features, it's great, uh, get it into people's hands and get them creating and, and, uh, let people sort of, you know, figure out this stuff on their own. Um, I actually think it's really interesting uh, the, the acquisition of it is, is particularly interesting to me because I just today and yesterday I've been doing a lot of uh, reading and uh, learning about the new Windows 11 uh, update and, and the push that they've been doing with that. And I haven't loved a lot of the features that they're doing with it, but it seems like their big push is 
you know, user user friendliness, people on tablets, people on mobile devices, um, people uh, that aren't necessarily super tech savvy. Um, I think it's interesting that they would go after something like this and potentially, you know, use some of these sort of lightweight applications to integrate it, maybe integrate into the into Windows 11 or something like that and provide um, you know, some more sort of entry level or like user friendly, uh, jumping off points in their, in their new, uh, their new operating system and, and other, other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it just kind of adds that usability side, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, so it, we told us to complain about windows 11 because they're afraid they're making it too user friendly and the people that like the openness of windows might have a problem with this next version. So, which is always kind of a battle for something like that. I mean, we're having the same problem on the Mac side where they're gatekeeping a lot of applications, right? Uh, and we're worried it's going to get locked as locked down as the uh, phones and tablets. Sorry, Chilly, you were starting to say? Uh, yeah, the, I feel like they haven't, they haven't paid attention to like the basics in a long time. And I think I also saw, you know, they teased the, the photos app re, rework and then they're also bringing a, a decent update to paint mm -hmm. I don't, again i to the point made earlier i don't think paint's ever going to replace photoshop well oh, oh by the way by the way darn good lasso tool that um, nice. before before i i got upgraded somebody to spark they were using microsoft paint to do all of their graphics for the podcast for about six months of the show so so i mean they look pretty good so but i'm sure they were not in, i'm sure that he took twice as much time in order to do it um, at that point, but um, but yeah, no, absolutely. And I forget, I keep forgetting that there is a video editor in Windows, isn't there? Because they, didn't they get rid of it for a what? while? And now it's back. I thought they got. I thought they did get rid of. Movie did they Maker. get rid of it? I don't know. There's one on this one, <laughs> so and I've never used it before. But I just I just typed in video editor in um in Windows, and and there it was. So oh, hold on, let me let me let me check this. Is, is everybody checking their Windows machine? Oh, yeah, I just checked. I have it, too. I've never opened this. Like, I wonder if it, it came back. It must have come back in one of the updates or something, right? Huh. So <laughs> They sneak all sorts of stuff in there in these updates. So, I mean, and these are mostly... I, I, I try not to update the, the main machine that we do this stuff on, uh, but, like, these guys I, I, I do because I want to make sure, like, Zoom and everything is going to work on it, right? So, um. But uh, so, I mean, it's nice that there is that. I don't know. I, I still don't think it's going to be as, you know, hopefully it's something like like the what they're buying, because I, I don't think their video editor is as as fleshed out as iMovie. You know, people are doing entire careers on iMovie on YouTube. So, you know, it, you don't need like most people don't need Final Cut or Premiere like for did, those kinds of videos. Did, did both of you upgrade from like Windows 8 or did you have a prior... Uh, most of these probably updated from windows eight in front of me now. Um, but some of them have been reformatted. So that doesn't mean that would have everything that it had before. Um, because I even have video editor on this that I know I've reformatted. So, uh, on the I just know that there, there is like an announcement out. I, cause I've started looking for information. Movie Maker part of Windows Essentials from 2012 is no longer available for that download. was Movie Maker. This is Video Editor, which is a part of the Photos app. Oh, it's a part of the Photos app. Yes, because yes, this I is actually as I look at this now, um, this is this this apparently is the Photos app that uh, that we have here, and they have a video editor in it. So I think they just had updated that and, and included a video editor. So there you go. Uh, my awesome thing real quick before we get to our feature here. Uh, so I have been digging into some Apple Arcade. First of all, I do enjoy the pin, the, the digital pinball games. And there's a, a Zen pinball party. I'm familiar with Zen pinball because, uh, you would, you would have to purchase the tables and they were really good about having kind of branded tables and things like that. Um, I don't know if they're going to kind of rotate in this. Um, but the, this is an all-inclusive one, and it has, like, How to Train Your Dragon. Jeez, um, I forget what else I was playing on this, but it has a couple branded ones as well as some of the classic Zen pinball uh, games. Works Looks really good on my on my uh, iPhone uh, 8 Plus, uh, and, of course, it's, you know, with everything, it's, it's 
uh, across platform to your Mac and your uh, Apple TVs as well. And then the other one that I jumped back into, this is a game that I always enjoyed, but I hated the freemium uh, model of it. So I, I never would stick around with it too long. Uh, Airborne, I'm Airborne? No. Wait, Asphalt. Sorry, Asphalt 8 Airborne, I think, is the undercard on that. Uh, that got added to Apple Arcade. Uh, so you have your uh, Asphalt 8 Plus. It is a very kind of arcade Need for Speed, uh, Burnout-esque, you know, pick up your nitros and go uh, kind of game. And, and I've really been enjoying those, just like the detonation racing that I was uh, uh, checking out talking about probably about a month or so ago here on this show uh so that's on there without all the freemium stuff you know that bugs the crap out of you um i think i remember these are one of those games early on that include like the built-in twitch play from your uh, iphone uh but the, it looks really good if you got uh, some decent hardware and uh can't wait to play this one on the uh big screen on the uh, newer apple tv to see how that looks too so it's a it's tremendous again on the, my three-year-old iphone 8 so um but definitely worthwhile a couple of nice updates here to the apple arcade uh this week so um so miles let's get to your awesome thing of the week here so tell tell us about this experiment that you ran this weekend oh well you know I, i've had this idea for a while that i've been i've been chewing on which is you know I, if i my girlfriend got me into Facebook Marketplace and just all of the just the, the junk on there that you can buy. Um, and I started looking actually earlier this year, I started I got into uh, film photography and I've do, been doing a lot of shopping around for film stuff on there because it's a good place to find uh, people that just they're just getting rid of stuff. Um, and I, I kept coming across these these old either these old digital cameras or uh, point and shoots or you name it you know all sorts of different you know tech from the last you know 20 years or you know even 30 years some of it um and it's all dirt cheap because nobody wants it and it's not it's not great it's uh a lot of it is consumer stuff but i i had this idea to do a project which is to to just spend as little money as I can, <laughs> or in this case, the the parameters I set for for this uh, particular project was I was sitting in the passenger seat on our way down to illustrious King Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, we learned a lot about that town that weekend. Yes, yeah, maybe everything. I think we, <laughs> um, and I was I sat there and I went, I have forty dollars cash in my pocket. What can I get? to sh just shoot some quick pictures this weekend for $40. So I started looking around on Facebook marketplace and I found, I found this little guy here. This is a, uh, Lumix DMC LZ eight. It's a consumer point and shoot camera. I think it originally retailed for like maybe 150, $160. <laughs> and, uh, Tim, Shout out to Tim from Kingsport uh, was selling it for yeah you see yep, there's the there's the screenshot of it uh, selling it for thirty five dollars um, and so I hit him up and asked him if he could drive out to the hotel where we were staying and drop it off and I gave him the money and uh, spent the last five dollars I had on a on a super cheap little tripod from Walmart and. Uh, spent the the uh, couple hours of free time I had that weekend just trying to get the most out of this camera that I could and if I if I'm really good at my job here you'll see the pictures pop up on oh, screen there we go so uh I I I didn't get a chance to take a ton that's me trying but... to figure out my Amazon locker code that I couldn't find because <laughs> I, I I needed a cord for this gig and I'm like well I'll send it to a local Amazon locker and I'm like how do I get into this Amazon locker at what the hell time was it we were at that game? oh it was probably it's a dangerous time of day midnight yeah the the uh the um the questionable folk had showed up in the parking oh, lot yes. so oh, that's yes. that's how late it was um but just a couple here that and these have been i've done some very light editing to them there's it only shoots jpeg so there's only so much you can do to to uh to these, but uh, I was actually pretty impressed with what I was able to do with this thing. What is um, what is this light? 
This is uh, one of the little, uh, they're, they're just the uh, walkway lights okay. outside the front of the hotel. And uh, I, I just took some, I wiped some grease off of my, off of my face and wiped it across the lens to get that cool <laughs> lens, lens flare. Um, but, uh, and I did some, did some astrophotography, not the best for astrophotography, but you know, if it's all you got, it works. It looks like it could uh, be stars. Yep. There are, there's some stars in there. Uh, and, uh, I think I should have a couple more here. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, this is, <laughs> this, this was a highlight of the trip. The, the last day that we were there, we were driving back. We stopped at Powell's sudden service and I don't know where you're, viewers and listeners are from but i had never heard of pal's no, sudden service me neither and uh we we felt that perhaps the name sudden service was a was a bit uh was a bit drastic i suppose <laughs> but then you know we got in line and i think we were in and out of there in like maybe two or three minutes yeah it was it was pretty sudden the the service was was sudden for sure. I, and, and it says admire art for you guys on audio. And uh, I love there. There's a friend of ours named art and somebody took the picture and tagged him in it. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> what so what does pal offer from a services perspective? Because all I can a, think is like, he's like auto repair. Oh, it's fast food. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. There's another picture on my Instagram that uh, will probably uh, explain this a little better. Uh, so, <laughs> so this was the pals that we we visited. So yeah, it was a very it was like not in and out burger, right? My, it was it, it, no, because it wasn't really burgers. It was I I was what I was saying right before you got cut off was uh, I can't remember. Did you have something with chili on it? Did you have yeah, a, I had a I had a cheeseburger with chili on it. So. Yeah, yeah, it was like a. It was like a chili burger. Like, yeah. um, here, I'll put my face back on for, for the moment. Um, but th it was, it was probably the most Southern place I've ever seen. <laughs> Cause you could, I tried to order something that didn't have, that didn't involve a biscuit, gravy, chili, or all three of it, all three of those <laughs> things. And it was impossible. There mm -hmm. was nothing on that menu that didn't include one of those things. Um, but it was good. It was really good. And it was sudden extremely sudden mm -hmm. we, we, think so. we, we determined we determined it was the uh the, the people that were the slowdown ordering yes so you better yeah. show up and be ready for these things so. <laughs> yeah we we actually we were <laughs> we were slowing down the line uh because we actually had to look at the menu and see what was even there I, everybody I, else in front of us seemed to know yeah, like this yeah. was a, like a daily I, thing for them i, I panic ordered to be like ah, chili burger. <laughs> Let's see what this is about. It was great. It was great. So, but anyways, back to the photos themselves. So, we, you were talking about battery when we had our little bit of glitch here in a moment ago, right? Yeah. Um, we. I think we were just talking about uh, how these old cameras all take AA batteries, yeah. and uh, I had mentioned that Tim, the absolute legend that uh, that sold me this camera, included two half used AA batteries. Despite the fact that the advertisement says no batteries included, um, and I got a, I got a couple shots out of those, um, but it, we were we were talking about and uh, uh, Dave has yeah. his little point and shoot here. Um, <laughs> these these yeah. old cameras just chewed through these AA batteries. Oh yeah, and I don't know why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I can tell you now. Mine actually has a lithium ion. Okay. Mine has a rechargeable lithium ion. But you were mentioning about the port on the side. Because oh, yep. I think we have, well, first of all, they're both Panasonic. Mine's a little bit later. Mine's a 12X Zoom. But it has an HDMI port. Mm. Full mm -hmm. HDMI port. Yeah. Yeah, a big one. <laughs> so the idea was you would hook that up to a TV so you'd be able to, or, or your computer, you know, to, to view, but to view it on your TV. Mm -hmm. So you can do a slideshow because there is a slideshow setup right on the camera that you can play. And I actually had a Panasonic TV, so it was all kind of built in at the time. So you could actually, oh, let me show you the pictures instead of using this very low resolution screen on the back here. Yes. You could- Yes, it certainly oh, is. it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You could actually use a, um, you know, just hook it up to the TV and then have these, and I forget what, what megapixel, this one is 
but it's like, oh, let me put this three megapixel and blow it up to this giant image. You can see, <laughs> ooh, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, I think I had like an old Canon G3. Like I had a bunch of old between consumer grade point and shoots and like early nicer. I mean, they were definitely weren't DSLRs, but I feel like a lot of them did have like an HDMI pass through where mm-hmm. it would pass through the, the camera. So if you today, if you had like a HDMI capture card, you could probably use them as a webcam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With lit, I mean, you're probably not gonna be able to plug it in USB, but you can probably get the HDMI to pass through. I even remember my parents' uh, first digital camera had a. And that was that was, you know, the interesting thing about the other the other thing I find fascinating about buying cameras from that age is uh, nobody there was no standard. Nobody there was no consistency and everybody was sort of doing their own thing, making it and just, you know, putting it out there. And then finally, we sort of got HDMI, mini HDMI, micro HDMI um, standards. But I remember my parents first digital camera had AV component out over a 3.5 millimeter cable. And you could take the 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 um, the little 3.5 millimeter cable, plug it into the camera and then take your one uh whichever i think it's is it is it red or is it yellow yellow That's the yellow. yellow was video and then yellow and then white and red were left and right audio right 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 yep. so you take your one it was just one to one yellow to yellow uh um, rca to 3.5 millimeter plug it into the camera plug it into the tv and you could review your two megapixel files or whatever <laughs> you wanted so you found a lot of extra features. I remember you were, you're just like, this camera does this. Like, wasn't there like, <laughs> there was like a baby setting on this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me, so let me go through some of those real quick. Actually, the reason I, I ended up buying this one was because I was so impressed with, Oh, and the batteries are the wrong way around now. So that's a, that's a feature of old cameras that you don't get to enjoy anymore. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I was really impressed uh, by the features that this camera had, like, you know, for the, for the time that it was made, I don't, I don't personally remember a lot of point and shoots having a full manual setting, Mm -hmm. um, which is impressive in and of itself. It has an aperture priority mode, a shutter priority mode. Uh, and those are all, if you want to take good pictures and then there's this whole dial of other things (laughs) that you can, uh, that you can set it to, uh, and I can't remember which one it's under. I think it's under scene. Yes, here mm-hmm. it is. So I don't know if you can see that. I'll try to maybe focus my camera to see. There, there it is, is a little yep. bit. Um, oh, God, yes. And, and actually what's interesting here is uh, I can switch between these little icons. And... Uh, I have two baby settings and I can, uh, I can name them both and I can put their age and everything so mm-hmm. that it's, it's state the met it's, it, it's bakes it into the metadata, which I think is just fascinating. Yeah. The night, well, like I said, I, I have this one here and I haven't, because I just got used to the Panasonic when I wanted to upgrade, I didn't upgrade to, you know, a Canon or a Fuji film. I just said, well, you know, I'm familiar with Panasonic's and, you know, you're familiar with something, you can get a little bit more out of it without a lot more work. So I got this, I got a super zoom one, which I think is a 20x optical one, but still mm. point and shoot. But the night mode on that with the tripod, you can get crystal clear, I don't want to say crystal, but very clear shots of the moon mm-hmm. and the night sky and the night mode works, like I said, definitely tripod because these are not, they, well, I'm saying, you know, like the, the newer ones are smart enough with the anti-jiggle technology and they can have multiple shots and artifact. No, this is not that smart. But the night mode there can take them, like I said, I imagine the, the software's, it looks the exact same thing as I have. So I'm assuming the software is the same, just a matter of the optics and the zoom. But I can, I'm able to take photos of the full moon with their night mode, basically with 10-year-old technology, you know, mm-hmm. software technology. Yeah. 
And especially if you're posting it to Instagram, which degrades your photos anyway. It all gets crushed down to a, yeah. a thousand pixels anyway. So, <laughs> you know, shooting with something. I mean, even this is like, I think this has a resolution of like two or three thousand pixels. So even even the the small resolution that you're getting from this and the uh, eight megapixel files that you're getting from it are going to yeah. get compressed down to Instagram anyway. So if you're not shooting for print, to- yeah. it's, it's totally negligible. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually on the note of, uh, image stabilization, this camera does. And, and I, this was, I think one of the modes that I was so excited about, uh, it does have image stabilization as two modes. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the difference between mode one and mode two is besides, uh, I think potentially mode one is bad and mode two is worse. So, <laughs> uh, that's, as far as I can tell, that's, that's the only difference. Um, but. I really liked shooting with this thing. It was a lot of fun to carry around. I, I was looking for something to just throw in my pocket and not worry about. And uh, this uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I don't remember what other pictures I have to share. I think I just have this last one that we took uh, when we were driving home. We stopped at some rest stop. Where were we? Was this in Virginia somewhere? I think we were in Virginia because I randomly had to pull off and because uh, we had to help our client uh, that that had some trouble with their video oh, file yeah. from the night before. Mm-hmm. So like this was like a welcome center that wasn't a rest stop. It was off an exit. But then there was this like war memorial fountain of some sort, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it was like, when, you know, your classic all in one rest stop and war memorial. Yes. Uh- <laughs> But, uh, um, but yeah, I was, I was impressed with it. I had a lot of fun and I'm going to, I'm going to continue shooting with it occasionally. And hopefully, uh, I, uh, Mike's, uh, sort of inspired me to, um, start the Instagram and, uh, I'm going to continue. Hopefully that will continue to prompt me to, um, post stuff and, and, and use it. And I, the idea is eventually to, you know, acquire more of these, crappy cameras and 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 see what they're capable of so if you're if you're looking for some donations (laughs) i i can i can i can i can spot you some ones that like at least use double a's like Mm -hmm. i actually have a canon sx130 with a with a 12x optical zoom wow um pop-up flash it it also has like some of those same oh and there's not enough light um settings but this was a cool little device and it used double a batteries which if, as long as you were willing to carry a, a knapsack full of rechargeables you were in good hands and like i have this other one and i don't know where the battery is for it i'll have to dig around but this this canon sx230 it was one of the first cameras that the camera actually has built-in gps mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can actually get co- coordinate metadata <laughs> for where wow. you took the picture like but before before camera phones so were a thing. somewhere floating around probably the old studio in my basement are probably those couple of kodak cameras that i had from like 1998 one of them is it likes it doesn't look like a, a still camera at all it looks like some kind of wild video camera um because it's like was it, it was like, it the what was it a knockoff of the um oh, what were those things flip cam, not flip cam no what were those what were the video cameras that everyone used not uh, the flip video the one that had the usb oh, stick that tr- flips out the side yeah. of it way yeah. before that is it more like the sony one that actually took a floppy drive oh god storage <laughs> no it was before that it was definitely before that i'm really i i don't i think it was a kodak it looked like it was road to mini disc. It was like almost like the form factor of a pair of binoculars. Okay. Mm. Like it was oh. long, right? And it wasn't, and it didn't have like a, a full on lens on it. It was just whatever. And you look through the thing and, and it was real weird. And I guess I, I gotta see if I can find that thing. But, uh, and I do have like a, I think it was this DC series, right? Um, that's what, that's what it feels like. Early digital camera in 1996. Yeah. These look familiar uh kodak dc series um and i think those do get into the ones that had and we did have the ones with the floppy we had the ones with the c i still got one floating around with the cd drive oh here's somebody playing doom 
on one of these. Uh, so you what know, don't they have Doom? I for? mean, the, there you go. There's a there's your Kodak digital. Hold oh. on. Pull, let's see if I can pull this up a little bit. Yeah, on a Kodak digital camera from 1998. That's not one that I had, but that is awesome. That is definitely Doom running on it. <laughs> so uh, that's wow. <laughs> Um, I'm flipping through these real quick to see if I can find this wild form factor that I had. So, but because I would carry this around, people thought I was taking video with it because it was so large. It's not the uh, DC 120, is it? Hold on, Kodak. On a, I would say you could try DC 50. It's definitely one of these these DC ones. Let's see, DC 120. That that's that looks like. Oh, here it is. Check this guy out. This is the one I had. And hold on. Make sure it loads up here. Check this out. The lens was huge for what it was. It doesn't even look like a digital camera. Like, it doesn't look like it should be a still camera, right? It looks like something you should dive underwater with. Yeah, I know, right? It, it's, 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 or, or, or night vision. So it, it looks is, like, a, like a night vision. Yeah, I was going to say that looks like some uh, military surplus. Yeah. That was my digital <laughs> camera. I had that, and a, like a, I think it was like a DC twenty five or something that looked more like a kind of a, a you know more like a Lumix kind of situation. But this thing, so I'd be walking around with this thing, taking pictures with it, and it was a pain in the ass to get pictures off of it at the time because <laughs> you had to get special software right to pull it off and know how to mm -hmm. read read the thing. You didn't have flash; it was whatever on board was on there. Pull the camera, pull the pictures off. It was ridiculous at the time, and and. And this thing, this is our cover art, just so people know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, but, um, yeah, that, that was that was probably one of my first two cameras at the time. So DC one twenty, that is, look that up if you're on audio. Google that real quick. So you the stop when you're done driving, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but yeah, it's, it's just like a weird long thing. It has it has you'll notice it has the strap on the side like it was a handy cam. <laughs> so. Like that's the part that was really wild for it, but that's it's more so. Honestly, it's it looks like the hand strap is on there, so that you can, when you're not you, uh, taking pictures, you can use it as a self defense weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it was large. It was like my entire hand, you know, it's, holding this. It's thing. like a it's like a brick with a with a hand grip on it. <laughs> the DC one twenty five. Wow, this is bringing back some memories here. Here's what the I don't know. I don't know if this is the maybe I got a lower model because I don't remember a color screen on this thing. Uh, so, but uh, the the back doesn't look right. So it was something along the lines of this model for sure. So oh, this one, God, no, this wasn't it. This one takes a CF flash. No way. <laughs> that's this that's is way a, too advanced. That's not the model I had, but it, but the same form factor for sure. So. Well, we've talked about... Uh, like go said, ahead. Thor, maybe DC 50, 50. All right, we'll give that a shot. Because that's somewhat similar with the setup, mm -hmm. but the back looks like LCD screen. 50, not 5,000. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we'll see what this looks like. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks more like it. Oh, here's... Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, because I remember these blue buttons and everything. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can pull this up. You see the blue buttons on the top? So, yeah, see that? That's it right there. So you see a little more of that form factor in it, too, if you're with us on, on video. Or, uh, yeah. So, sorry, audio people. This has been a very visual episode. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Yeah. And tell us what you had. What was your early digital... Uh, camera that you first experimented with back in the day, whether it be the 90s, the 2000s, or whatever. So, pull up some of those original iPhone photos for some of us. Ooh. And if you and if you still have it, uh, co contact me on the Instagram page, <laughs> and maybe I'll buy it from you. <laughs> we'll slip you this DC50 and see what you can do with it. So, <laughs> um, Miles, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I we, that was pretty much the bulk of this, but I think it's worthwhile. Uh, again, where can people find your crappy photos? Uh, so you can find the new Instagram account, uh, at crappy dot cams on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow, uh, a different type of crappy photography, you can follow my personal photography account at miles Leverio. Um, but that's, uh, that's about that. And maybe I'll end up making a blog or something about it someday, but. 
There you go. And there's and there's his uh uh more professional, less crappy. <laughs> so we can at least say less crappy officially, it's, right? Yeah, I, know. I guess a little bit. Yeah, yes. At least uh, the resolution is there. You yeah, know? there's a lot of colors popping in that uh, autumn <laughs> scene. I'm I'm pulling up here. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. it's been a an absolute pleasure being on here. And thanks uh, thanks to the other fellas for uh, shooting the uh, shooting the shooting the crap. Sure. About about crappy cameras. Uh, and, uh, pulling out your old, uh, your old tech. I, I always, uh, I think that's, that's a fun thing to see. So by, by the way, I want to point out, cause I just noticed the hashtag on this. This is one of your film photography shots. I noticed you were telling me about you were getting in the film. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that expensive, uh, hobby that you started. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, film camera only costs $20, but if you put $500 worth of film through it, it's not so cheap anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Go check that out for sure. So thank you so much. Uh, Dave Potter, iPhoneography podcast. Thanks org. And, uh, it, for myself, it's prof pod on the Twitter and yes. on Instagram. And we have actually added for iPhoneography podcast, uh, a second show to the network and uh, one that's being produced independent of myself or Greg from David in the UK. Are you outsourcing? Uh, expanding. <laughs> we're expanding. We're expanding. And hopefully we're going to do something for next week uh, since Apple will be having their big event in one week. Yes. Yes. And I find out what my next phone will be. Same <laughs> here. Where we're at right now. Same here. Uh, this is feeling a little. Listen, when it takes me like a full minute to load the Dunkin' Donuts app, <laughs> it's time to move on. It, uh, it takes me a full minute to pl- to load the Dunkin' Donuts app, but I can play Asphalt and it looks amazing and no slowdowns. What's happening with this thing? So, I'm I'm sure it's just age and OS planned obsolescence. Yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> as long as you just play video games on it, it's great. If you're taking photos, you might want to take a minute. So I don't know. I don't know how that goes. Chilla at Chilla on the tweets. Don't chill on the Facebooks. Yes. And it's somewhere out there I have an old Instagram. I think it's Chilla579. And still enjoying your old uh, uh photos on the Apple TV I've got from you years ago <laughs> still haven't figured out how to reset that account on there in the photos app but uh that's okay i don't use it that much uh thank you everybody for joining us please if you have not already please subscribe review rate wherever you listen to this podcast like the video wherever you're at uh we'll pop up in your feed just click that thing hit a like and stuff so it gets in front of more people out there thank you so much everybody for checking out the show uh you have been our awesome an audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.